Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Europe's B2B uh, tech sales podcast. Um, my name is Patrick, and I'm very happy to welcome Bernd Schopier today. Bernd is the chief commercial officer of Squirrel, an up-and-coming scale-up with about 50 employees in Switzerland. He's angel investor and uh, in the board of director of several Swiss startups, such as Acodis, already and five to grow and most importantly he has uh, yeah he has grown a consulting business of at the end about 600 employees um, as a ceo so he, he worked at namix for 18 years and uh, last position four years as their uh, ceo and grow grew it to to 600 employees which is incredibly remarkable and i'm really um yeah i'm really happy today bernd that we can talk a little bit about getting a service business and what are the differences to to that to a to a product but first of all welcome bernd and happy to have you here thank you very much Great having me here and I'm really curious about our dialogue on, on that. Hopefully I also learn a lot of your questions. <laughs> let's see. I'm sure I, we can learn a lot today. Um, let's dive right in. You prepared like three things that, um, that you find important, that you learned and that can help people immediately. And let's start with those three first. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you have asked me about some hands-on tips in selling and as i mentioned already to you in the preparation uh, with the professional service firm selling and, and and providing the services kind of the same because you're on a client you always kind of sell pro provide the services etc and so at the end at a professional service firm especially it's all about selling values and that is people and results so not selling features or whatever and if you run into selling person days then it's already kind of over and that's so the, the the first tip is because you always have to sell value people etc bring your best professionals into the selling situation first of all because you build trust at the end and that is what you need to do from the very beginning and the professional service firm always sells something that is not reality yet so it's always kind of a dream of the client where he ends up and it is always provided together with the client. So he decides on, of course, with whom I do that. So you sell people, bring them in the front row. The second one, and that is closely related to that, and also something that is different for me right now in a, in a rather sell indirect. So if somebody comes and tells you, hey, I have a project, I sell that to client A, and I want to bring you in, but no contact to the client, stop doing that. Never do that. I mean, even though they promise you anything, don't do that because at the end they will not buy you and you always will be some kind of the commodity part of that entire thing. And you cannot build what you really need to build that reputation, that trust, etc. Mm -hmm. No course, indirect then, uh, sales. So yeah. said, uh, yeah. No indirect sales. Yeah. In professional services, I would recommend to everyone not doing that. Of course, there's exceptions. <laughs> I always know them, but um, <laughs> That's that's basically or mainly when when you hear that it's it's the best way to lose that pitch. So uh, and the third one is and it's also very important um, knowing 
knowing the client very well. So knowing you sell to people in an organization. So first of all, you sell to people. So you have the empathy of what is her, his needs in that situation, but they are part of an organization. So they have organization needs, goals to achieve, people they want to convince, etc. And so you, you always, from the beginning, have to understand what is my buying center? What are the needs of these people? And you sell to these people within an organization. So I always refer to that as organizational empathy in terms of understanding the needs and behaviors and, and, and what people do within the client. Always apply that view, then, then you definitely limit the risk to run into blind spots where you just overlook needs of important influencers or decision makers. Yes, I love it. Great ones. So bring your best professionals. The first one, bring your best professionals with you as a salesperson. Eh? Bring them with you and uh, yeah, uh, use use those to to build trust yeah. um, because it's mostly about trust. Uh, we, we get to that soon. Uh, the second one is no indirect sales. Now in the, yeah. in the consulting business, you have to do sales um, as well yourself. And um, the third is the organizational empathy. Look at it from 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 your customer's perspective. There are different needs, uh, pains, and 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 uh, things, and uh, you need to understand that. You need to understand uh, the politics and how the organization who who makes the decisions, and that's probably even yeah, it's probably even more important also uh, in yours. And now we, we get to this. So you mentioned the, the difference, or especially with selling services right it's you have to sell something that doesn't exist yet <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's it's really it's and and we, we talked about it last time so it's really reputation and trust is key you said and um i feel like because you know we in we in uh, in product selling we say yeah relationship building is an important part of selling but you should never see look at it as the most important part ever because it's mainly about finding a problem and really try to solve it M make sure that you can or see if you can solve it with your product if you can't move on go to the next one yeah. and really not about like those people with relationship building go and eat with those customers they, they waste a lot of time potentially <laughs> and, uh, yeah. how Absolutely. do you think is that different to, <laughs> to the service yeah I mean, <laughs> that's a really fair point, and uh, that's a big difference between uh, between professional services on the one hand side and then product and all what we do at Square right now is rather an enterprise sales of a partly SaaS, partly also on-premise solution, and that their relationship building is of course not that important. Honestly, it is not. But on the other hand, reputation is important, and that is driven, especially in the stage where we are in, where we are mentioned as a visionary leader in the Gardner quadrant, but on the other hand, still are a small company, it is important that they trust that this is the future of what, what we want to do with uh, with someone like Square. So it's it's with the clients we win currently, it is important to have a, a high-level relationship because it's in an enterprise sales environment. But generally, I completely agree, and that's also the reason why I think the, the, the biggest difference is that a, a solid indirect sales approach with partners who are able to IA sell, so standardize what you do, and B also then deliver the integration services is key to scale in comparison to what I did in the past. 
So, and that is currently my assumption, even though the, the ice is getting a bit thin now because I'm just a couple of months with the company. So <laughs> I don't want to exaggerate on that. But that, that's for me the biggest difference. And that's for me currently the one I think is a key success factor in further scale the squirrel business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so at what I'm really interested in, uh, Ben, because I have a few people, like a few friends who build their own agencies and consulting businesses and they usually also come to me and ask me well what do you think how should we build a sales process how do we should we do outbound sales and so on and I'm like hmm, I uh, something's really hard for me to say because I, I think those is also that's it's very different um, and especially when do you start to uh, one of the biggest questions usually was when do you start to hire the first salesperson in mm-hmm. my services business? Am I the one who does as a partner or as a, a CEO or who whatever as a manager? Do I do the sales or do I give it away? How would you go about that decision? <clears throat> so first of all, I I would say I would frame it differently. It's not giving it away because at the end, as mentioned everyone always sells in a professional service organization. And that is something that you culturally have to implement in the organization, that everyone is always aware, look, I'm in a project, I deliver something, but on the other hand, there's already the opportunity in front of me to sell because you wanna have a recurring and and happy client over time. And that, that is what you wanna achieve. So when we started, let's say, when was that, 12? 12 years ago, approximately, hiring someone who has a proper sales profession. So someone who did that in the software business, partly professional services. Our main goal was finding someone who has methodology-wise, experience-wise, and understanding how we need to do that. But more important, improve our skills to understand how we sell as professionals, so as a partner when we do the business. So all these experiences I have with organizational empathy and how you do that, how you do a, a proper analysis of what the buying cycle, uh, buying center is, all that stuff, and the entire sales process structurally managed, etc., was provided by him and was a huge improvement. And and first step was using him to implement proper sales processes in all the business units. And the second step then on top of that was that we realized, okay, we can support that function by being more efficient in proposals and in, in pitch presentation, preparation, uh, dry runs, et cetera, PP, all the stuff you need to do. And that was then step by step a bit specialized. So at the end, we had then, we had then three to four central salespeople in Switzerland and two in Germany. Mm-hmm. And, and they were kind of catalyst for the sales process because the the sales effort in total was provided by the organization because a huge proposal and a pitch, et cetera, and then discussing with the client, that was, of course, always also um, a, a professional job for those who are at the front line and who are dedicated to be more involved in pre-sales and, and, and sales scenarios. So therefore, mm-hmm. it's not giving it away, but bringing someone in who professionalizes your processes and behaviors and and and, and tools etc that was the reason and we did that 
when we have been already, well, that's difficult now to say, but at least I would say we have been 150 people. Uh, before that, we were kind of doing it on our own. <laughs> you know? Wow. <laughs> well, wow, we have to be, maybe we just were too stubborn to understand how, how valuable that can be. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's already large and you you were successful. So very interesting. Like, yeah, how I mean, most important, most importantly, that basically the, the consultants that you heard were salespeople or had a sales mindset. This is that something that you were uh, testing with them in the hiring process, that there is something a little bit like towards this or was that just was really just a culture and you 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 enriched the culture uh, and pushed it uh, when I, it comes to yeah for sure i mean hiring was a, one of the key one of the key elements in in the entire organization we always said um winning a great person is as good as winning a great client and losing a great person is as bad as losing a pitch so I mean, that's, that's equally, equally balanced. That's also the reason why most of the partners have been heavily involved in recruiting the right people. And then, of course, we were looking for character. And for consultants, we always looked for, for people who had a, 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 an ambition to be thought leader, stand on a stage, discuss topics with clients and, and, and the market that are ahead of what is already now sold, etc. And that needs to be someone who has a kind of a saley attitude. And don't get me wrong, it's about not selling in terms of selling something. It's about building trust on top of your on top of your skills, your what you mm -hmm. what you does. So it's always about building trust in professional services. Always, always. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the, the the ugly thing is you lose it immediately when you don't do not hold on your promises. Mm -hmm. Easily loses and and rewinning it is is uh, really tough in professional services. Mm, yeah. So, sure. In 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 hiring someone who has this attitude, um, we were looking for trustworthy persons that are able to stand on the stage and and present and re represent also the organization, the organizational values, and and being committed to deliver on what we promised. That was basically it. Yeah. So it's really um, about doing great projects, then get more from that customers. Like the the, the most revenue came through existing ones, and then yeah. um, uh, uh, and recommendations probably they bought mm -hmm. more, and you could grow with your customers as well, and yeah. not lot, and that's also probably one of the differences, right? In product, I mean, especially now you will you have it at Squirrel as well. You <laughs> you probably won't be happy just growing with your existing customers. It's not enough, no. right? <laughs> and it, it was not. It was also not enough for us because we always had to have a big uh, sales pipeline uh, from new new clients. Oh wow! But okay. the important thing is we wanted to. We were. We had a growth mindset in general. So growth in terms of, of course, growing the company and the clients, etc. But also people. So we were always looking for people where we thought the ultimate question: Will this people? Uh, will this person be, has the ability to become a partner? And if yes, so in terms of then go for it, whatever this person can, wow. because then there's this attitude of I want to grow, I want to learn, I'm ambitious, etc. 
but also I have the right values to be part of a great team. And so that always works. And then you are, when you're on a client, you always look for growing that client or winning a client, be uh, not losing the pitch, et cetera. That, that is a, that's an attitude. And that's the reason why recruiting also for sales is, is extremely important. And even in a product, <laughs> I, would, I would apply that even in a product environment where you say, okay, if, if your solution doesn't fit, move on, etc. But it's um, sometimes it needs a bit creativity also to understand how the solution can fit without doing something completely new. Yeah. What do you think could, um, if you are very early now, new new consulting business, and you wanna? <laughs> grow aggressively a little bit more aggressively um, I, I mean not more than, than you did but also like you want to you, you want to grow um, outbound lead gen would that does that work like cold calling and emailing and LinkedIn and connecting like this is that, is that mm. more like yeah to connect with people and then grow and meet them regularly talk to them which takes a lot of time actually I guess or yeah. do you think that works uh, <clears throat> no <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> my cold. Uh, I don't think that that works. No, um, the, the, in consulting business or in, in professional services, you always have to have strong partners on which you build your solutions. In our case, we did all these end-to-end -end digital customer experience solutions for our clients. We had strong partnerships with all the big solution platform providers like Salesforce, SAP, Adobe, etc. And so it is the triangle between having a happy client that is a reference for you, having a great partner who does lead gen and, and has a strong go-to-market reputation and you and growing in that triangle. With every new client, you have an ambassador that tells your story, that reference, that trust building component. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would recommend to everyone who starts that uh, professional service business, understanding what are the strong partners with whom I can grow that's not necessarily the big ones because you're then a tiny fish. It's probably not the ability to get enough awareness. And on the other hand, what is unique to pro in, in that triangle? What do I provide as a, as a unique value proposition in that triangle? So why should you together with, I'll take that example of Namix with Adobe, why this partnership is a growing one. What is unique about that? And that you can ask yourself from the beginning. So if someone starts, let me do an example and says, I want to grow on, on the Google applications to provide internal, internal infrastructure for better collaboration, for example. This is a tiny one. You focus on that. You have to understand, okay, how can I, on what types of clients with the partner, I can start that lead gen because the partner helps you a lot. If you provide mm -hmm. some unique into that partnership. That was the way we grew at the end. So with the partners and being always a bit in ahead of that, also being the first one sometimes taking that step with that partner, being a bit courageous. So for example, all the, the experience stuff you know from, from Adobe now, that was, uh, not everyone knows that it was invented in, in Switzerland. It was a company in, in Basel and uh, Namix had been the, the first um, professional service partner who ever did an implementation with that technology outside the company itself. That was 20 years ago. And so we started then also 15 years ago to do all the commerce stuff with SAP. So the 
then called Hybris. So we have been one of the first partners doing that. So understanding what do you bring into that, that relationship with the partner and then generating the leads on top of that. So that's, that's an, uh, I would say that that's the key. To, to wow. Scale. Yeah, that's such an amazing insight. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, and I think that helps a lot of uh, consulting business builders yeah. um, out there. So you partnered with Adobe, understood SAP was also how with Adobe, um, how did you, how did that happen? Did you, did you go out to Adobe? Was that a contact? How did you? Oh, I, have to be, I have to be very honest. So that, that part we did with Adobe at the very beginning, that was that experience, experience platform. That was mm -hmm. a, a company called Day mm -hmm. in the past in Basel, founded in Basel, great technical guys, also great salespeople. <laughs> so they, they really did a great job to selling that platform. Mm -hmm. And in that time, have to go back 20 years, more or less, it was the first time when, when companies understood, hey, okay, we can all now build our, our websites and our communication channels and even e-commerce uh, on our own, but that will not scale. So we need professional infrastructure. In that time, that was Adobe, uh, Day or Hybris as a commerce platform, etc. And uh, of course, in that time, they were looking, as I do currently now also for Squirrel, because we are in a similar evolving market. Everyone thinks, oh, I can do these augmented intelligence solutions on data with AI on my own, but let's wait another two or three years. And then they are looking for the, the, the standardized platform as we provided as from Squirrel. And then you need partners who think ahead and understand, hey, look, that is an attractive market. That will be the future competitive advantage of, a, of an enterprise. And I am in that either industry or in that domain as a, as a professional service firm. So I bet on that partner and we bet it. Wow. They, we bet it on hybrids and so on. And later they were acquired. They was acquired by Adobe. And all these people from Basel are now in, in, in very important roles in, uh, within Adobe or can take hybrids as well. It's a similar case. And then was acquired by SAP. That's the reason we grew into that partnership with Adobe or with SAP. So you have to decide some, at some point of time on which horses I bet, because I believe that this will be the future competitive advantage of a company. And that is where you should provide your services. All the rest is commodity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, Bernd, are you also uh, looking for implementing partners like consulting companies? <laughs> yes, we do. But uh, take the promotion part aside. No, no, we we, we do. That is one thing we we currently uh, start to grow a lot because we need a uh, domain specific people to are either in that entire cognitive search or augmented intelligence area. Uh, and or industry specific partners on which we then, but because we are strong in the financial services industry, where we have a couple of uh, European central banks, et cetera, in which we work, we need industry expertise as, as partners. And that's how we grow then our, our partner network now. And that is what we start growing now. Mm -hmm. So you, you consider partners also very important in the product side, I think, I think as in well. In our world, uh, yes, because we do enterprise, kind of enterprise SaaS solution for a, an area where you always have to provide also professional services to apply then the solution because it's rather a platform than a product. 
Uh, yeah. which you then build these insights applications for 360 degree view on your clients, on your market opportunities, or for better justify uh, uh, judge on sales uh, service tickets that you who then takes a ticket, what is likely to escalate and all that stuff that insight we provide on top of un mainly unstructured information and you always build on top of our solutions your client specific angle and we integrate all that stuff also in the in the tools our clients use for example we have a standardized integration into salesforce for those who do sales or into service now for those who do service tickets etc and this needs all, always a bit of configuration and professional services, et cetera, like it is with Salesforce, for example. And that's mm -hmm. the reason why we're looking for partners. To I scale. see, I see. So it's not Last pro pro product, product, as you probably have it in mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to, you know, uh, I mean, also we, we will have uh, implementations to do. They won't be that heavy but integrations need to be done mapping within the integration what fields map to what that's always something that takes time and also the training of of the people change management and stuff and uh, i think it's smart to to have partners for this who also have the capacity to sell it then uh, it's like yeah. building a second sales force uh, with the partners and i currently experience exactly the same as in the past so 20 years ago we now have partners who are kind of equally sized as we are, but very strong and visionary in what they do. And they bring mm -hmm. us leads and we, of course, bring them also clients we directly sold because we trust in their ability to create a great solution then for the client and then grow on that. So, and then we'll see how that together goes and hopefully they grow into the same area then than they yeah. did, for example, as Namix or others in, in that industry 15 years ago. Yeah. Last question, Ben. Now, already. You, yeah, your time goes by really, really fast. Uh, so I have to ask my last question. And um, now, I mean, what was the reason for you to go into a to to go into a chief customer officer role now of uh, up and coming scale up? Probably because you find it interesting, interesting market, and you believe in in the vision. That's one thing, but. You, know, you have been in services for quite a long time, a yeah. lot of experience there, and now a little bit of a change. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so first of all, you just mentioned that. I wanted to be part of the next wave of creating competitive advantage for a client, and that is based on making all the data that is an enterprise and really um, use that with, with, with the... Uh, I'd say make, make purpose out of the data. That is that is what drives us. And there's a huge, I think there's a huge potential in, in various areas uh, to build a business on that. That is one thing that I'm interested in general. That's the reason why I, uh, why I uh, joined Squirrel. Uh, and of course, bringing my experience in scaling a company. That was the other one I was looking for, uh, something like that. And uh, going into products anyway is something, I'm a curious person. Honestly, so I wanted to do something completely different, but a strong aspect of that growing then also Squirrel is that partner environment and how we scale that. And that is something I did in the past from a service side. And I think it's always good. And I realized that in discussions now with the partners, when you have stood in the in the boots of the other <laughs> other side, you understand how that works. And that is something I, I'm really curious now on bringing 
together with all these these incredible people at, at Squirrel, bringing that understanding how we can create that flywheel of partnership and and product etc with the clients and, and and make that fly. That is something I'm I'm interested in and curious about how the, how that works from the other side. So that's basically the reason why I said okay, I, I, there's something I have in hand and something I want to learn and now bring that together. So amazing. Learning never stops. Huh? That's nope. also we've talked about before. Hopefully uh, before not. We started. <laughs> Hopefully not. I like that you still have that you are that you still have this uh, this uh, growth uh, like and learning mindset. Uh, mm -hmm. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So Ben, thank you so much for for joining in this session. For me, it was incredibly valuable. Even I, I have much better answers now for all my friends uh, who are <laughs> building consulting businesses. Honestly, I didn't know what to say before, or I I, I did help them in certain ways, but I felt mm, that's ah, that there's a better answer out there that I didn't know of. And mm -hmm. uh, for, for me, egoistically, it helped me a lot now to 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 help them better. I will definitely send that episode right to them and they should listen to it. Thanks a lot for, for sharing your knowledge here. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. It was interesting. Thank you very much.